episode 16. Yeah, smashing it. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to be open and honest. It's frantic for no apparent reason. Connor's stressing himself out for no yeah, for literally no, no reason. And that's the, I think that's what's winding me up even more. Because I know there's no reason for me to be stressing out. Like, I can feel myself talking fast, but I just can't slow myself down. Um, <laughs> bit of context to that. Obviously, as you guys know, we record on Thursdays around about 8 o'clock-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight, I'm going to see Multiverse of Madness, and it's 9 o'clock which then wouldn't leave enough time to record it. So we've recorded it as I've got home from work. Yeah, so Con- instead of having that time to level myself out, <laughs> I'm acting like I've got 30 seconds to do an hour-long podcast when I don't. Um, what it really is, is Connor's just so excited for Doctor Strange. I, I am bouncing off the walls about Doctor Strange. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm here like, I'll go watch it at some point this week. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, how's your week been, Harry? so much well a lot more chill the weekend was manic couple of weeks yeah everything hcs event everything all came together and happened it was a long weekend or hours wise um just because our australian rocket league team was playing and i had to cover that so that was early mornings which is a change for me for context on that i usually wake up at midday i had to wake up at 7 a.m Hobby's a typical degenerate gamer who doesn't have strict working hours. I'll stay up till 2am and get up at 11am, which is absolutely fine. Yeah, I get to live the the good life. Um, But yeah, I had to be up early. But had a very enjoyable weekend of watching Rocket League, Apex and Halo. Um, And then this week's kind of been chill. Different work, little bits for work. Some exciting projects coming up that I definitely can't speak on um specifics but some super cool stuff coming with kzp how's your week then my week's been good um it's been as stupid as it sounds because work's been so up and down with like workloads and what i'm doing it's been what i would probably call the closest to a standard week i've had in a while Mm -hmm. Uh, for the most part i've been in my workshop getting stock repaired and back on shelves um with less like interruptions to do other things um so it's been actually quite nice to just like level myself out again mm-hmm. um there's been shenanigans but anyone who knows me is already sick of hearing from so we won't get into that um, <laughs> um but yeah other than that it's it's been fine i've just um I've just been really excited. Or oh, actually, that's a lie. I started off really nervous about the Moon Knight ending. Um, mm. Because we, obviously we said last week we were concerned they'd be able to There's get a lot everything was, they yeah. needed to get in to get in. And then, what, like the day after we recorded or two days later, I sent you a tweet of it going, apparently this is going to be the shortest Marvel finale so far. And we yeah. both instantly went, ruh mm. Um and obviously we'll have more thoughts about that later. Um, and now I'm just full on what feels like a relatively short hype train somehow for Doctor Strange. Um, I think a bit of that's been ruined by me having to actively avoid Twitter because this film, for some reason, more than other films, seems to have loads of spoilers floating about. I, 
I don't know if it's because there's like been less leaks in like the last couple of days, so they're just like, oh, we're just gonna spoil everything, so there's the same amount of rubbish I on the internet. Don't I don't know, know if, like, I I don't know what it is. I must be a god at avoiding spoilers for Marvel, because you know I spent too long cultivating the perfect timeline <laughs> to not miss anything, and but now, now it's get... biting me in the ass. Because <laughs> like, I didn't. I avoided Spider-Man, and I was very strict with Spider-Man because that was kind of the one that I was most worried about. Um, but, like, I don't know if I've told you this, but I never saw... I never saw Endgame in the cinema. No, you have told me that. Yeah, yeah. You and I, I actually spoilers. went, like, six months where I hadn't seen it. Because, totally well, because I ended up missing it in the cinema, and I had to wait till it came out on digital because i refused to watch some like bootleg copy where the quality would be yeah, no, terrible it's... and that whole six months i never saw a single spoiler that's fucking so it's like i must just be blessed to to avoid so i'm all right with dr strange at the moment <laughs> you know what always makes me laugh though so um a little bit behind the curtain in our discord server with our friends we have a marvel chat that is literally labeled mcu spoilers but we never actively spoil anything in there without like the discord built in you have to click yeah. on a message to physically see it which i always find hilarious i think it's like <laughs> perfect because it's basically we're there going there could be spoilers in this channel but we're still going to be good people and hide the spoilers but do you know what i named it mcu spoiler expecting it to just people be able to talk openly but like a dumbass i'm the person who'd click on a chat with spoilers that's like allowed to have spoilers in it just to get rid of the notification mm. so like, it benefits me probably more than anyone else because i just cl i click on it to clear the notification despite the risk they could be openly discussed spoilers i especially on discord i'm always very careful even in a spoiler safe zone like unless i know everyone has seen the episode i won't um there is always going to be an idiot like me who'll click on it without thinking. yeah 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 and us idiots do appreciate the people like you who are extra careful <laughs> you just gotta be that way haven't you because yeah the worst it's I've, so easily done the one thing i always am worried about because i've only ever done it once pure like pure by accident i felt horrible as i spoiled like a tv show ending for someone oh, no. um literally like a slip of a name and then i didn't di directly spoil it but like enough that the person was like oh fuck they realized what I and ever since then i am so careful because i don't want to do that for anything because <laughs> i know spoilers have pissed me off so it's like just gotta be extra careful. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um Okay, straight into it then. Straight into it after like a ten minute intro. Straight into it. We're moving fast. <laughs> um I said last week I'm I might go back and look at like my previous notes and do a character profile on Randall Spectre mm -hmm. after we found out that his brother did, does, may, may not exist in the Marvel world. It depends if they've actually kept him dead. Yeah. Um and while I was right, there was some good stuff there to discuss. He actually is very different in the comics. Oh. Um, yeah. 
So let's just run through this. So they grow up together, obviously, they're brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mark always outperformed Randall. Okay. So Mark was the older sibling, but Randall could never meet Mark's levels. Okay. Mark just outperformed him in everything, which made him the favourite child. Um, and this kind of continued into adulthood as well, because Mark went in to join the military, Randall followed him, and they worked together a lot, but Mark was always better than him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they left the military, and they became mercenaries. Together, once oh. again. Um, and then, on a mission in Egypt, um, Randall decided they that he was going to double-cross people, and then... Mark's love interest at the time, Lisa Maloney, caught Randall trying to pull off the double cross, and he mm-hmm. killed her. Oh. Mark then hunted Randall for two days and nights straight before basically killing him with a grenade. <laughs> the way the article is written, I believe originally he did kill him with the grenade, and then they retconned it. Okay. Because the exact quote was um, blowing him up and mangling, leaving him nearly dead. Mm. <laughs> so clearly in the comic when it originally happened, they were like, okay, cool, he's dead, he's been blown up. And then like mm. a couple of years later, they were like, oh, we should bring Randall back. Let's just say he nearly died. Yeah. Um, he then, after recovering from his grenade injury with a fractured psyche, which, I mean, clearly based on what already happened throughout his life, wasn't that great anyway, but it got a lot worse. He became a serial killer who hunted down nurses and slaughtered them. Okay. Very I couldn't really find any context as to why it was nurses he killed. I think it might have something to do with the character of the night nurse, but that might okay. just be me looking for links that aren't there. But it was very specific that he hunted down nurses. Interesting. Um, he then, after a little spree as a serial killer, decided to become a mercenary again because I assume there's more money in it. Um, and while he was out working as a mercenary in Egypt, he actually came across Mark again. This time, it was the mission where Mark would die and become Moon Knight. So, again, I assume this is a retcon. But essentially, the mercenaries that left Mark and his team for dead, Randall was on that team but had been separated from them, which is why I assume it's a retcon. Mm-hmm. Um, and Randall then arrived as Mark was resurrected and became Moon Knight. Right. Randall then went skulking around these tombs and found parchment that were records and, like, would you call it like stories for prophecies? That's the word mm-hmm. prophecies. Um, basically saying that there's a second Konshu. Okay. But this second Konshu only gains their power by killing the other. Sus. Randall saw similarities in this dynamic between the Konshus and him and Mark. Mm-hmm. Which then made Randall decide he was going to try and fight Mark, kill Mark. Mm -hmm. Um, After that, it gets very comic booky, 
And what I mean by that is difficult to follow with the lots of shenanigans. And this is one of the few character profiles I've done where I'm reading the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, I can see that's a retcon and that's a retcon and that's a retcon. Because <laughs> he starts working with a particular woman. And what they do is they, they create, they steal a homeless man. They give him surgery to make him look like Randall. Okay. They brainwash him into thinking he's Randall. And release him as a serial killer. Okay. Until Mark fights him and kills him, believing that Randall is dead finally. Right. And then a few years later, Randall and this woman actually turn up because, surprise, Randall was never dead. It was a fake. Um, yeah. So, like, you can see yeah, that there is, there is definitely some good stuff there that Marvel can piece together to create a really interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, that was that was the Randall Spectre character profile that I almost gave but didn't because I didn't think it would matter and now I feel like an umpty for not giving. Well, we got here eventually. Okay. Yeah, we got here eventually. Save me having to come up one for this week. <laughs> um, and I think that leads us quite nicely into Moon Knight Episode 6. Yeah. Um, so it's awesome. quite funny. My dad isn't caught up on Moon Knight. Okay. He's watched the first three episodes. Don't say he just then watched the finale. No, no, no. no. Okay. He needs to catch up. But it's so funny hearing him talk about what he's seen because I realised how quickly we went right. Okay. He's, yeah. Like episode three is a different fucking world. Yeah, it just switches very quickly. Yeah. So. I'm go- I'm go- I think we should address our concerns and that from last week, and then we'll explain how we feel now. What do you reckon? Mm-hmm. So our concerns were, we decided there had three stories they needed to finish up. They needed to finish up Stephen's story after mm-hmm. killing him. They needed to get Jake's story wrapping up. And they obviously needed to finish off the main conflict of the series, which was Armit attempting to be released. Yeah. We were worried that three things to do in what had mostly been 50 minutes to hour-long episodes was a, a big task. Yeah, a big task to do correctly. Yeah. And how we and, envisioned it. Yeah. And then the news broke, I think it was on the Saturday, and I think yeah, it was some... that apparently it was going to be like a 45-minute episode, by far the shortest finale of any Marvel show. And we both instantly went, that task has just been made so much harder. I think at that point, I knew what was going to happen regarding wrapping everything up. And I was just like, well, we'll see. I I knew what was going to get cut, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, What I will say is the way they did it probably still has it as one of the better Marvel finales. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think, the, and you know how bad I am for recency bias, as does anyone who regularly does. I admit it, I'm horrific for recency mm-hmm. bias. Which probably means that I might in the future end up disliking this episode. But I, as of right now, I do like it. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple of things they did that really irked me. Um, one thing was stealing the fight scenes. So there was two fight scenes I felt like got stolen. 
when Harrow turns up at like the pyramid mm-hmm. and he walks in and all the other gods come out and we we look like we're about to get Harrow versus like seven different avatars mm-hmm. and then it just cuts away and we come back to them all being beat the fuck up. Yeah. It feels like they filmed that fight scene and then they left it on the cutting room floor for some reason. But when the ep- like if the episode was already an hour long with that stuff cut out, okay. But when it's that much shorter of an episode compared to everything else and you've cut that out, I find myself going, it wasn't needed. And I know there is a story reason for it, and the story reason makes sense. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Stealing the Jake Lockley taking over and beating the crap out of everyone and ending all of the combat for the episode is fucking shite. Yeah, I... I'm not saying it doesn't make sense for the story, because it it does, I get that. And it sets up whatever they want to do, I'm sure. But fuck me, if that doesn't just take all of the fizzle out of the moment and make you go, oh, then I don't know what's the point. I think... I, I'm, it probably hasn't annoyed me as much as it annoyed you, but I knew watching that episode, I was like, they've not, they've not introduced Jake, this is going to annoy Connor, it's going to annoy Connor. And um, I knew by the point that the fight was happening, the big, like, I thought the fight was epic, the fact that the gods were fighting in the background. Oh, it's and so fucking cool. It was, and so well done, like, digitally and... The effects and yeah, and the changing between Mark and Steven so beautifully and fluidly. Like, the throwing the bat on and it bounces around. Yeah. And then when it gets caught... Like, that's... It's so cool. And it's almost like they got all through that and then they were like, and cut. Cool, no more fight. And they're like, but wait, the fight isn't over. It's like, ah, I don't f- worry about it. I think... Um, for, well, I'm kind of... Well, yes, it would have been cool to then see Jake fight. I don't, there was no way they could ever show Jake do that fight and it feel right, in my opinion, because we had no, like, yes, we've had teases of him, but, like, still up until that fight, there was no, like, understanding that they didn't realise there's a third one yet, and I feel like it would have been too jarring to just suddenly have Jake thrown at us like that. So they kind of they kind of pinhole themselves into that issue of we want to still keep we want to tease Jake again, and they want they clearly wanted to like wrap up the episode with him being revealed. That's obviously where they wanted to end it, so they could set up a season two. So then it's like, how in this episode do we tease him another time, so people don't forget about it? and don't get caught up in everything else going on and they obviously just decided well the best way is like he's the one that saves them in the fight to make them go okay that really was neither of us two we need to figure that out at some point so what what else i will say is this episode created some interesting things looking retroactively it's also left me with a couple of problems so the one thing very retroactively that i think is now different in the first episode in that town square where Stephen wakes up to all the knocked out and battered bodies around him that was jake not mark yeah which i think we've said before 
that was the case. I thought it could be, but there was never any way to know for sure if it was Mark or Jake who yeah. took over and saved him there. The similarities between the way he woke up there and the way he woke up at the end of the sixth episode mm-hmm. shows that that was the same person who took over. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also now makes zero sense in my mind as to why Jake asked out the girl from the museum when Jake is clearly a very servant to Conchie. Well, it's never... We've presumed it's Jake. That's because it makes no sense for it to have been Mark. It doesn't. I think, I think but... they make equally less little sense. It feels like they're kind of... This would be a cool way to like show nice and early on that he doesn't know everything that's going on, but they never really paid it off with a who did it. So unless they've got a fourth personality they're deciding they're bringing in just for the MCU, who's going to be some kind of ladies' man... It makes very little sense. It's one of those where, like, they haven't... We don't know, because we don't know. It's kind of... I don't know. Does it Maybe it does, it's just me, but it doesn't really bother me too much, because I kind of just see it as, like, a weird outlier. Yeah, you're far too easy going with this. Yeah. Right? We need answers. Get Kevin on the phone. But I, I don't... Um, I Like, yes, Jake's reckless, but it doesn't mean he can't... Because obviously Jake in this seems to be Spanish. No, I think he's just talking Spanish. If they made Jake Spanish, we're in big, big trouble. I, well, originally, when I first told it, I thought he was speaking Italian. Now that I would have been okay with. Was my, like... Because he's supposed to be like a New Yorker. So, like, Italian heritage could work. Um, Supposed Italian heritage. Well, it's like, I thought... The way he was dressed as well, I was like, this is very, like, mobster-looking. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. I it could, it could just... Conchu in the suit as well. Conchu in the suit is drippy as fuck. Um, you don't, like... He could very probably. easily have asked that girl. Like, cause, just because he's, like, crazy psycho on one side doesn't mean he's not, like, a bit of a ladies' man. He just seems a bit too loyal to Conchu for getting caught up and also, I feel like Konshu is actively trying to keep Jake a secret. So why would he, bearing in mind Konshu knows what he's up to, why would he allow Jake to do something that could alert Stephen or Mark to his presence? I just think it's a slip-up. I think it's one of those things where like you've kind of just got to overlook it because it added to the story progression. And while it's a bit muddy as to who was the one that asked her out, I think it's fine in the sense that it added what was needed at the time um, to help kind of lay the ground for what was going on. I also don't... So, I kind of agree with the idea that Conchu is trying to hide Jake. I think it's more like... He's unintentionally found out about Jake. And obviously, like, he's plays, like, he manipulates Mark. So he just makes him think he's lost his powers. But he's like, well, I I know there's a third one that those two haven't. I don't know if he's necessarily trying to hide it. He's just like, well, they haven't discovered him, so I'm not going to tell them. I, I think, and maybe this is my, again, I wouldn't say it's extensive. Maybe this is my bit more knowledge of the way Conchie behaves in the comics. 
and the way that he's been depicted so far in the show, he is enough of a dick to actively try and keep them from finding that out as long as it benefits him. Yeah. Um, I've, I just wonder if it's more it like... Ma- it makes him... It makes it interesting. But... I think... I just... It's what it needed because there was obviously that kind of question at the end of, oh, well, what about his powers? How are they going to bring him back to having powers? And then it's like, well, it's all just a ruse. Um, what I will say is, Layla becoming the Avatar of Torette, getting her powers and her suit was fucking awesome. That was so well done. and So fucking cool. She looked incredible. She did. I know some people are going to call the line about, oh, you an Egyptian princess, like, far too woke and too, like, pandery. I loved it. Well, not Egyptian princess. Hero. Egyptian hero. They might not like it. I fucking loved it. I don't care that it was right on the fucking nose. It was brilliant. I have a question that is... No, she's basically a brand new character. I was going to say, is she been made up for this? So, Layla has been made up. I'm I'm literally Googling. I was Googling this before I mentioned it. Um... Layla is basically a brand new character, but she becomes a loose adaptation and significant update of obscure Egyptian Marvel superhero, the Scarlet Scarab. So the superhero persona is based on someone who exists. Okay. So but, it's kind of their adaption. But yeah, as with what Marvel like to do, they got baited there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Scarlet Scarab was a man by the looks of it. Um, who kind of looks like they were supposed to be the Egyptian Captain America. Okay. Which makes the suit design for her make a lot more sense with the wings. Because I, I'm pretty sure I said to Jenna, actually, the way she was using the wings as a shield was very reminiscent of the Falcon becoming Captain America. Yeah. Um. But yeah. That's cool. I really liked her costume. I thought she looked fucking awesome. I thought it was a yeah, really cool way to cut, tie more. Tiamat, Tiamat in even more. Yeah. And, and the way that more. she was talking to them, talking to her through the dead bodies was super creepy, but also really cool. Because she's such like a cheerful character. Yeah, it was so weird. Dead body was a really fun contrast. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see then, because obviously they're not like... They're not going to make that change without consulting Marvel themselves. Yeah. And like the, discu- the discussion being there that is this okay? So I now wonder if this is going to prompt Marvel to bring her out as an actual comic book like series. And kind of for that audience of an Egyptian female superhero. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, more representation is better. Yeah, yeah. I've said this and I'll keep saying it because I genuinely believe it. Superheroes are literally for everyone. Mm-hmm. If there isn't a superhero that you can find relatable, then Marvel and DC are fucking up. Mm-hmm. The amount of superheroes that are out there, everyone should be able to have one, two, probably in reality three superheroes that they can look at and go, I can resonate with that on some level. Exactly. So, so I the think fact that, the fact that lines like a you an Egyptian superhero doesn't make everyone go, what do you mean? There's loads of Egyptian superheroes. Shows that there's not enough representation. 
Yeah, straight away I was just like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, and it was a really cute little girl that did it as well, which just made me happy. She's like, oh, now we get to have an Easter egg in 10 years' time where we find out the newest Egyptian um, taking over her. <laughs> Avatar is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm... how they uh, changed it so the kid in Iron Man 2 is Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm like all for stuff like that. It's great. I'm interested if they start now that they've done that and it kind of went down very well. I wonder if in season two, like we find or we're introduced to more of these avatars that actually have more of a kind of their own suit and powers or whatever. Maybe they'll start like introducing new avatars into like the moon knight kind of circle of characters do you get what you're saying here's my thing with why that doesn't make a lot of sense based on what we what information we have and don't get me wrong this isn't like a a deal breaker it's something they just need to be aware of the other avatars that when like they had the god speaking through them made it very clear they want to act in secret and just guide humanity Whereas mm-hmm. Conchu's a spoiled brat who's like, no, I'm going to be proactive, blah, 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 blah. Which is why his avatar is like out there fighting crime. They would need to not use any of the gods we've already seen or heard about having mm-hmm. avatars. And almost like use Moon Knight and Mark Spector and what they were able to do. as like an inspiration for gods like Tourette to go, mm-hmm. my avatar could actively help the world, so I'm going to let them. Um, but th- like I said, it's not an issue per se, but if they don't address that in the story, it looks weird. Yeah, I just wonder if in the next... I think it opens the door. Because like the gods now have seen... They have they weren't believing that um, Arrow was going to release... Um, why am I blanking on her name? The evil god. <laughs> I can't think... They didn't believe in that. And that's why they're like, we're not getting involved. That's obviously not going to happen. Like, we can just sit back and watch. I wonder if the events that happened have cha- like might have shifted that perspective a bit of like they're more willing to allow their avatars to be more influential. Or maybe when a conjurer turret comes to them and goes, I'm worried about this, they then tell their avatars to go investigate or whatever. But they're yeah. the options. Um, Overall, although I bitched and moaned about bits of the finale, overall I think it is one of the better finales we've had. Yeah, I think... Um, I also think the the two other points that we were worried about them trying to fit and wrap up, I think they did in a really good way. Yep. My, um, my point of, I think, if this goes wrong, they need to move up to nine episode seasons, I think still stands in my opinion. Yeah. That last episode still felt a bit too rushed, bearing in mind how good the pacing was for everything else. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I get why they want to do six episode seasons. They're sure or they can keep it fast, 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 but they're not doing that. So what they're trying to do isn't actually coming across. So I'd rather them just go to nine episode seasons and not rush that last episode. Yeah, because we could have spent a bit more time on recovering Stephen 
Like, even if it was just an episode longer, it would have worked better. Yeah. Um, but I think if you actually, if we want to get a bit deeper into this, since Endgame, with the mm. exception of Spider-Man, the mm. third act in everything they've done, film and TV, has been weaker than before. Their third acts are not as strong as they used to be. And I think this is a problem we're starting to see in the films as well as the TV shows. I don't know what's causing it if they're just too worried about not closing doors. So they're like trying to just rush it all in five minutes so people don't notice anything. Mm. Or what? But the third act in films is not as strong as it was in the earlier days of Marvel. And I want them to isolate, or sorry, find out what the issue is, isolate it and deal with it. I don't, I think, I don't know if it's an issue that will go away. I think because of the scope of the MCU now and how large it is, it's like, it's always going to be a battle they have of making sure everything is tying together nicely. Um, yeah. I, it's one of them, I think, unfortunately. The shows can be, like, you can improve on it by just making the seasons longer. Yeah. Films, it's kind of like, oh, We'll just have it's to see. really weird though because like in Endgame they have what a lot of people view as one of the best fight scenes in Marvel mm. and that lasted like 35 minutes that battle scene and don't get me wrong I'm not saying I want a 35 minute battle in every film but they seem to have gone to that and now all of a sudden we're getting like 5 minute fights where we're skipping few. it's like everyone th- went yeah that, that's really good that's the golden ticket and they went ah we're going to do it so different I think what we're the issue we're in at the moment is the they're trying to set up this next story arc and they feel like there's a lot they kind of have to direct the story like story-wise and fit into these films to kind of explain to people where this is going next and I think they're trying to maybe cram too much into these films in regards to cha- like guiding the new storyline and that's yeah. why the fight- fights are getting shorter and stuff because they have to like cut time and you know what the really annoying thing about it for is the really annoying thing about it for me is the actual fight choreography itself in my opinion has improved oh yeah that makes sense to be honest because so, like, like since Shang Chi, and I don't know if that's just because they like the people who worked on that. They're like, you guys are really good stunt coordinators. We want to work with you more. So the stunt seems a lot crisp, crisper, and to make more sense. But they're just giving us like five seconds, and it's like, oh no, more please. So a lot of the, I think the actual main stunt coordinator on Shang Chi has worked on pretty much every Marvel film since Captain America Two or something. I think it's more like they've just refined the process and what looks good at selling the points. Like they've just got better at it for the Marvel films. Shang Chi was more art actors now, like do extensive combat training as well. There is some of that. Like Shang Chi was so good because they also got in like the um, like the companies from like. China and stuff, like the stunt corner companies from China and stuff that have that like style knowledge 
yeah, they and, got some of the guys from IP Manning, didn't they? Yeah, and then also like um, oh, I forget his name, Simon Lee, Lee, yeah, the main guy. He did do a lot of the stunts himself, oh, which he worked uh, fucking hard. Yeah, so it's like the films where that happens, like yeah, it makes the stunt coordinators lives easier, and obviously you're gonna get a better fight scene because they can do more of it. Um. I think it, yeah, I think it's just a process of they've done so many of these films now that like they just know what they're doing. Um, my last thing that I want to say about it before we move on is um, Oscar Isaac has said at the moment there's no plans for a second season. Now I don't know if that's because he's got asked instantly after the episode's aired and he's not heard anything, or he's just been told to not say anything, so he's not said anything. Or if they've gone, we'll do a season, go straight to film. Or if they tried to see how the season go and then make a decision. That doesn't seem very Marvel, but that might have been what they went for. I would um, imagine, my guess is, they've made the season and they've kind of put the preface there of, this does well, we will do a second and carry the character on. And he hasn't signed anything yet. And I think it's more a bit of him being like elusive to or in talks but like but I mean to be fair at the end of the day it could just be a case of there's not been a second season confirmed yet because they knew they were going to do something more with the character but depending on the series reception they hadn't decided if they wanted a second season or a film now so kind of waiting to see what people want and then go from there yeah I think it's also what they've kind of been doing with the seasons though because like they only confirmed Loki was going to second season after it was done I think it's a. Se- they, I think they confirmed Loki was getting second season in the post credit scene. Well, of yeah, Loki. but like, yes. Wait, of yeah, of of Loki season the very one. End of the last episode of Loki. Yeah, it but like that's... Loki will return in season two. That's what I mean. Like, oh, they only like it's after it all been released. No, at not. the end of them, they're always like, like they might have a plan, and I wonder if it's just us. He's just not actually signed anything yet, and he's just not letting on that he's probably currently in. Figuring talking out stage. Talking about second seasons, though. Maybe I'm being harsh on people. Or maybe people are being as dumb as I think. You can watch Loki and go, yeah, this will get a second season. You can watch Moon Knight and go, yeah, this will get a second season. You can watch Captain America and the... Sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and go, yeah, this will get a second season. Who the fuck watched WandaVision? Saw how that story played out and went, why isn't it getting a second season? That was a self-contained story that probably should have been a film. Am, am I being overcritical here? Or is it was it not pretty obvious that that was a one-season show? I, I think I, it was obvious that it was like filling... <laughs> yeah, but... He, I, I think Vision's gonna come back at some point. We'll get White Vision. We won't get Vision. Vision. Yeah, but is White Vision not just Vision now? His memories are unlocked. Different personality. Is it true though? You don't know that. Mm. You don't know what they could do with it. But I think even I, I would say I watched Wonder Vision. It's like yes, it was a contained story and it like bridged a gap in the storyline, and it was kind of like a step to where we're gonna go with. Doctor Strange, but I do think you could get a second season because we like 
I think one division seasons. I think we will get more. I think they will be less like the others where it feels like it goes straight. It just needs to go straight into a second season. I think hers are going to be her story is going to bounce between films and seasons because she's more established. I don't disagree with that, but she's in another TV show and gets a season of a TV show. It's not going to be called different show i this actually think i don't know what, i think the it... title and the way they set one division up with it being like a sitcom for the first three episodes um makes zero sense for a second season because everything that happened from the second it started was because of the situation however in the other shows the show starts and then we get a situation Okay, so here's you, my counter. When, when, when the show is an entire is only happening because of a situation, and that situation is finished, it makes no sense. There is no other show that we've had where a situation causes every second of the show. It is the they are living their life. A situation happens. We watch the situation happens. Situation finishes. They continue on with their life. See what I mean? So. Here's my counter to why it could we could have a named show Wonder Vision season two. White Vision's still out there. We don't know where Doctor Strange is going to go. The end of Doctor Strange could lead to Wanda finding White Vision or that connection. And Wonder Vision season two is her or her searching for White Vision and trying to rebuild that connection or. I think there's room for WandaVision as that duo is still possible in the MCU. I think it's more going to be those seasons will be set up by something that happens in the films to her because she's crossing over more than the other characters at the moment. I do get what you're saying, but if they release another TV show of Wanda and it's called Vision, I'm going to be insufferable. <laughs> what if it has White Vision in it? doesn't matter unless the style is the same it needs to be renamed because it makes zero fucking sense and no one would be able to convince me that it makes sense for it to be called. but wonder vision is just their names if it has both characters in surely that makes sense it was called wonder vision because that was the sitcom they were living in their head yeah but or in her head rather <laughs> it still makes wonder vision is still both their characters it makes zero sense and i can hear the trolliness in your voice I, I no, I genuinely like as long as it had both characters in, I think it's fine being called One Division. Do, do you get my issue with the logic though? That that was a, we watched that show was a situation rather yeah, I get than that. a situation in their lives because the show started in the situation, not they're living their life. They go into the situation, which is how shows happen. Um, which is why Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which will probably be renamed Captain. America, Makes sense for it to have a second situation because that was just them to a live in their life. Something happens, they deal with it. Um, but yeah, I okay. Clearly, based on your the way you put out, maybe I'm being harsh on people. I still think people are being a bit dumb for not realizing that it wasn't designed to have a second season. I think people think more along the lines of. Wanda's story isn't done, so there's probably going to be a second season around Wanda. I don't know if people 
care to the same level as you about if it's named WandaVision and it's not the same like format. Like how I look at it, I'm like, if it's just Wanda and she's searching for Vision, I'm fine with it being called WandaVision. Even if it's a different style, if it feels it carries on as the characters, then it feels like a season two to me. Tell you what, we'll, we'll make a compromise. If they do the second season the way you want it, they'll go WandaVision, but then in the opening credits it starts as WandaVision, then just finds get pushed in between the Wanda and Vision. So it's Wanda finds Vision. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, anyway, Kel, that's me off my soapbox for at least a little while. <laughs> Um, obviously, as I've said, I'm going to see Multiverse of Madness tonight. You'll probably see it in a last minute ramble on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm <laughs> gonna try. I'm pulling this out here now. I'm going to try, <laughs> try <laughs> being the key word here because this is what I said for Spider Man. I'm gonna try to go at the beginning of the week, but I know myself well enough that it possibly could be Wednesday night. <laughs> At like I'll, two in the I'll, morning. I'll, I'll, I'll message you on Tuesday and go, have you been yet? And you'll be like, shit. Probably. Um, so I'll ask a couple of thoughts about it. Um, what this boils down to for me, I think, is I'm annoyed that people on the internet have been dickheads and it's like the worst kind of leak campaign I've seen in a long time. Um, in my opinion... I've managed to avoid any actual spoilers, but I've like seen the efforts. Um, it's as bad as when Americans tried to ruin Venom 2 in the post-credit scene in Venom 2 for the rest of the world. Um, I don't know why people are doing it. It doesn't seem like anyone dislikes the film. It seems like everyone loves it. So I don't know if it's just kind of this airheadedness of, oh my god, the film's so amazing and this happened and this happened and people aren't thinking. Or if everyone's going, this is an amazing experience that I'm often rob of people. I think... I feel like the release time has been a bit different compared to Spider-Man. I feel like Spider-Man was closer between America and... Well, I mean, normally we get Marvel films first, that's the thing. I don't know if it's just, like, they're not used to, like, this release stagger. Or oh, so another... you think Americans are just assuming everyone's already seen? Yeah, maybe because they just think, well, yeah, if it's out in America, it must be out everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, maybe. I think it's more that, and I think also, unfortunately, like you, we said earlier, like you've cultivated your timeline to be great for getting Marvel and comic information, and now it's biting you. Because like I've seen nothing, which kind of, I think it's more in those spaces that you're seeing is where the discussions are happening and i think it's well, a case of like they just presume yeah multiverse of madness spoilers has been on my for you trending for the i last haven't three days. had that at all yeah um my you know like you're like your personal trending on twitter and mm. things like half of them have been like elizabeth olsen bendit cumberbatch multiverse of madness spoilers it's like okay i'm oh, just yeah. not gonna use twitter your Twitter is a completely different area to me, then. For the most part, I mean, when esports stuff's going on, it's all dominated by esports. Mine's very reactive um, and changes at the drop of a hat. I think also, like, I've... I stopped watching all these different little TV spot things that started getting... They kept releasing. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So like would always have one extra scene in or something. Like I stopped watching all of those. So like pretty much since the last trailer. Um I haven't really paid attention to anything else. And I think that's helped me. Because I've stopped pay- like stopped watching stuff. It stopped recommending it. Um, yeah. um I'm excited to go though. I think it's gonna be very good. The spoiler free like review bits that I've seen has basically been it's Sam Raimi at his best, which is stuff we always love to hear. Mm-hmm. Um apparently the early rumours of it being like a genuinely quite creepy and scary film are very accurate. Okay. Um and which really excites me. I really hope it does genuinely make me go like that. Yeah. Um Apparently, Bender Cumberbatch is amazing. Apparently, Elizabeth Olsen's amazing. Um, I've not really heard a bad word about it. Which is a good thing, because then you get the raw Exactly. Experience. Um, but, as you know, whenever I go into a film that I've not heard a bad word about, I'm always eh, anxious that it's now going to not live up to my internal life. That's why I'm different to you, because I... I never read reviews before going to a film. I go off the fact of like, I'll watch a trailer. Oh, that's good. I'll go. If I'm like, nah, I'm not first. I won't go see it. Like I'm, Oh, I always go into Marvel films with like no knowledge of if it's actually a good one or not. Um, but I'm also very easily pleased. So. No, but here's the thing. I think people are getting the wrong impression of me. Well, no, it's more, yeah. I'm, yeah, you're not like super critical. It's more I have very low standards of what is a good film, and I'm, I every everything is a good film. There's no tears to being a good film. I I always go with the opinion of like a mental checklist of if it does this, this, and this, I'll definitely be happy. If it does this, this, and this, I'm going to be annoyed. And it's just I it's go in head empty. I consciously do. I just, I like watch a trailer for it and I get a vibe and I'm like, if that's just like a tease that doesn't get paid off, that's going to wind me up. Yeah, see, I, Um, this is when like my brain works differently because I watch a trailer and I'm like, I like the vibe of this. I don't pay attention to like specific or my brain doesn't pick up on specifics. So I go in head empty, like this, the trailer was a vibe. I'm sure this will be good. And it's as I'm watching, I pick up on stuff and I'm like, oh yeah, that was good. But then if they don't do something, my brain hasn't registered that. So I think that's why I have this, like, just good or not fussed. Yeah. That's, that's I, my I tears. And I am envious of that. I think it just shows, despite the fact that we are both horrifically undiagnosed ADHD, um, that there is still a difference in the way we compute stuff. Yep. Um, you've got all the creative shit, and I've just got all the can't forget or miss any detail, which is horrible. Um, <laughs> You bastard! Give me some of the creative stuff. Yeah, I've, I've got a head em- I've got a head empty. <laughs> just colourful pictures. <laughs> maybe but, I just need to drink as much caffeine as you. Like yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe because I drink so much caffeine, it just my brain's just like. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, what have I had? I've had two cups of coffee, a sneak, and a monster. If that's not enough caffeine to get the brr to shut up, I don't know what is. I think I'm on like my fourth or fifth cup of coffee. Yeah, but you got to remember, sneak counts as I think. Oh yeah, I forgot. I want to say two cups of coffee. 
and then I had a cup of coffee. So that's I say like cup. My cup stuff. is definitely like a yeah, cup and if, a half. If, you, if you've got like one of the um, it's not. It's not. No, it's not one of them. <laughs> but it is pretty big. <gasps> it's probably like a cup and a half. We we should sell coffee cups, sorry. Who wants a cutscene combo coffee cup? We'll just we'll just steal loads of Sports Direct ones, get them painted white, and put a lot, and then like a big big coffee mugs. Probably would be a good idea. We'll do, yeah, we'll just do like jank, um, like fake looking. It almost looks like Iron Man, but it's jank looking Iron Man, so we don't get copyright strike. Um, I'll be honest. I just want to design like a really nice embroidered hat and a logo hoodie just for me. One on one. Yeah, yeah, literally just a really nice embroidered one that I can rely on to like last a really nice long time. What you can do, Connor, is you can get a sewing kit. <laughs> you can sit there on an evening and sew your own design. I might get my mum to do it. She's good with sewing. Anyway. But in regards to Dodd Strange. Yeah, back on I'm, track. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And I think I'm predicting like this is probably going to be the first one that really sets up the direction of where things are going. Is what I think is going to That is my only... I mean, you know, I like to have potential complaints ready to go. Um, my only potential complaint is if this is just another, like, cock tease for the multiverse. Because it started all the way back in Far From Home. In the Yeah. And don't get me wrong, a lot of people, other than, like, and again, I know it's normally used in a mean way, I don't mean it way. A lot of people that were just casuals took that to mean, oh, the multiverse is happening, whereas a lot of people went, that's just Mysterio being a dickhead. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got it through WandaVision with the Ralph Boner joke, which infuriated everyone who cares <laughs> me. Um, and then in Spider-Man, we actually finally got a bit of a taste of it. And Loki. Yeah, and Loki. Um, although that was more timelines than anything else, but I suppose... Yeah, but like, Loki was, were, like, setting you the rules of what yeah. causes the multiverse. But what we've, what we've had now is we've had Wanda, Loki, and Spider-Man who've all broken the multiverse somehow, yet the multiverse is perfectly intact. Um, if this doesn't, like, end that, like, it's perfectly intact still when we're breaking it again, I'm going to be annoyed. This needs to be a it's broken situation, I've, not I've, a, ooh, what if it breaks? I think there's going to be... I, I would like to think that the end of Doctor Strange will line up with the end of Loki in the sense that, like, it's all just open and doing its thing now. And that'll kind of be, like, we've we've given you the time through these different, like, Loki, WandaVision, whatever, like, you should now understand how the multiverse works and the timelines. And I think Doctor Strange is going to end with it just being, like, we've fixed the thing that needed to be fixed for him or whatever but this is just now the new reality of things um, um if it is just another oh it's we managed to just, just hold it together again one last time and we're gonna have to break it again that might wind me up unless they do it in a really good way i just i can already feel myself going it's, i it's, think it's gonna be a case so, of like everything's open up yeah i don't want but, a fourth installment of no, nah, I don't I'm think it. It. I think it'll be Doctor Strange fixing a certain things in regards to him that 
definitely need to be dealt with. But then it's like the general, like, everything's open now and this is this is the new reality of how things are. Because I feel like they've given us enough time for the casual fans to get their heads around how it works. The reason I'm confident that this is genuinely the start of the multiverse is because of America, Sean. Yeah. Her entire thing, as I said in a character profile. Like episode <laughs> four or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was before Moon Knight, so we're talking about them. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I said, her shtick is she, like, kicks star-shaped portals to hop through the multiverse. Mm-hmm. If they're going to introduce her and then go, no, the multiverse is still closed. No. I don't, I don't think so. But I am, I'm quietly confident. It's just one of them things that in the back of my head that there's a part of me just going, but what if they don't? Um, I think going I off past confident. Marvel, they yeah. slow tease and then it's just like, bang, right, this is what's going on now. Yeah. And I think um, we're at that point. But it does mean if they're going to declare the multiverse open for business, <laughs> they need to properly tease whoever the big bad is. I know people like myself I say figuring I'm it not, out. Yeah, I'm not in that top echelon of people who know what's going on. I'm not going to pretend that. Top echelon and ourselves <laughs> are starting to get the idea it's probably Kang. Yeah, we're making calculated guesses. Yeah, um, but we need something a bit more clear cut so the casuals can catch up. I... And again, I don't mean that in a mean way. I I just, they, like you said, think... the reason they're taking so long in declaring the multiverse open is so the more relaxed viewers get an idea of what's going on. Yeah, they now need to start that with Kang, or maybe not start, I guess it started with Loki. They need to almost confirm that Kang is I think Thanos. I am going to make a prediction now, and we'll find out next week if I'm right. I think one of the post-credit scenes will be the first tease of, like, solid tease of this is the new Big Bad. Because oh, that's yeah, I think, I think that's how we got it. The John Majors as Kang. Because that's how we got Thanos. Was yeah. there was a there was a post credit scene tease of him on a throne, mm-hmm. and it was like the smallest little thing. I think we get a similar situation of like it's done through a post credit scene. That's why I feel like this film is gonna open it. Like it's gonna be that point where it's like okay, shift into the new understanding of this is the, where the story's going mm-hmm. um, just a little note for anyone who won't have seen this by Friday when they're listening to the episode um, there is reports which are unconfirmed so don't like leave early if you feel like there's a but apparently there is only two posts if it turns out there's three don't shout at me I'm sorry but if you're a Marvel fan and you're leaving the yeah. cinema as soon as the film's done it's your own fault but Horry we, we, we like to cater to people who are just getting interested they might not even know the credits I would I would hope that they have at least heard of post credit scenes from Marvel <laughs> whether they have experienced combos for a reason people um, <laughs> post credit scene chat I always even if I've heard that like there's only one or it's confirmed to me that there's like only one or something, I will still stay right till the end to make sure it's myself. Not, not worth the risk. Um Okay, is there anything else we need to discuss? Actually there is one other thing. There is. is I it, failed. Is 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. You're gonna own I, up yeah. Kind of message me. Let me let me put a little disclaimer here first. This is all pot, potentially a joke. This is, isn't actually officially confirmed by anyone other than Anthony Mackey, who could have fucked up, and it might not be true. But we're gonna give Horry shit for it anyway. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who are regular listeners. You'll remember there was a period of time when I was doing Black Panther 2 updates. <laughs> and then we gave up because they weren't posting any more information on it. And because I stopped looking because they weren't posting information on it, my brain was like, ah, don't need to remember that. I, I forget about that information. And then this week, Connor sends me a DM with a clip of Anthony Mackie saying that they'd finished filming. And yeah, I, I failed. I missed that. I think it happened like a, it probably, I probably should have known last week's episode. So it's probably only like a week. I've only probably only just missed it, but yeah, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, hurry, done, fucked up. But again, Anthony Mackie a couple of weeks back acc- accidentally said the Black pa- uh, Captain America was starting, and they were like, "No, it isn't." He fucked up. That information might not be completely. Anthony Mackie also claimed he wasn't in the films of Howdy, but give horror shit for it anyway. I, if he's. Not correct. I think what his information is, someone he is friendly with that's on that film has finished filming their parts. Yeah. Exactly. And they're like, oh, I've finished filming Black Panther and he's just misworded it. But And that also doesn't mean that Black Panther's actually done. They might have just film it, film, finished filming the majority of it mm-hmm. and anything else they, they're going to do is going to be classed as reshoots. Yeah. Which will happen in a couple of months or whenever they can get people in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still, it's still an interesting potential update that may or may not be true. So there you go. You're welcome for that very good news source. It's one of the few times um, that I have been wrong. Um, I think that's about it from us other than Super Mario Showdown. Yes, I don't think there's anything else that's gone on this week. As Maurice said, for our rumoured um, regular listeners, um, we, we finally, a couple of weeks back, put together our bracket. I'm going to keep talking about the bracket because I'm very proud of us for actually getting it done. Um, <laughs> this week is Martian Manhunter... Uh, take two, probably run yep. back. Um, Martian Manhunter versus Aqua. Mm-hmm. Um, rules are simple. Hori's go- I'm going to say Hori's new favourite thing. There is no prep time. And, and no environmental advantage. No environmental advantage. And they have stuff that they would have on them as standard, mm-hmm. and Bloodlust. they are bloodlusted. Mm-hmm. To a lot of people who engage in arguments like this on the internet a lot, and there is a, they're gonna just view the rules that I've put in place as Batman rules because that they're <laughs> the kind of shit that people use to just always have Batman winning. Um, yeah. But it does work for other characters as well, but it's just a good set of rules to have. Yeah, I mean, the environmental one is key this week with Aquaman. Yes, it is. Um, and because we see these characters and we're still in the first round, a lot of these, for the most part, oh, are a little heavy. bit stompy. Oh, yeah. Um, a little one-sided. Yeah, because obviously I did the seedings and I can see the seedings open in front of me. That's where he's probably um, I will let Hori go first with his initial thoughts. Well, had there been any sort of environment for Aquaman, 
it may have been a little bit more even, but without his abilities or his strengths in water, all he really has is increased strength and his trident, which I think, if I remember correctly, lets him summon like tidal waves or he can fucking throw it at someone. Um, <laughs> Martian Manhunter, from my understanding of him, is real fucking strong, can transform, can shapeshift, can fly, can fucking... I'm pretty sure he even has laser eyes. Um, um, I don't believe he does have laser eyes. I think he can mimic laser eyes. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, Martian Manhunter, to the best of my knowledge as well, is fucking yacked. Yeah, he's... Um, I'm pretty sure... I had a quick, like... I always quickly look up like their powers or whatever, and there was something about Martian Manhunter that was like, he definitely knocked out Black Adam once, and like, so he's on par in like ridiculous strength and stuff. So I think because Aquaman only has his trident and has no advantage with like sea creatures or being underwater and be able to swim super fucking fast or anything like that, it it's going to be Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter is going to kind of stomp him. Put it this way, as far as I know, Martian Manhunter's only real weakness is fire. <laughs> and that is a psychological weakness, not a physiological. There we have it then. <laughs> I think um, there's like... It's a kind of like Aquaman had chuck a tidal wave at him and Martian Manhunter would get hit by it and then he'd know, well, I'll just change into this next time then. Yeah. Like... He'll just adapt so quickly. Yeah. So in, in a lot of these early fights, what we've kind of said is it comes down to durability. Yeah. Who's going to last long enough to fuck the other guy up? They are both incredibly durable and incredibly strong. Martian Manhunter just has more at his disposal. Yeah. And um, the fact that he can shapeshift, he can just adapt to something yeah. that... Exactly. And because he's bloodlusted, because his shapeshift isn't just like... I have X amount of body, so that's all I can do, if that makes sense. Mm. He can make himself bigger and smaller. Mm -hmm. So in, there's no reason he can't just turn himself into a big fucking monster and eat Aquaman. <laughs> like, do you see what I mean? Like, that yeah, kind no, of level? He, he outclasses... It's one of those where, like, had we allowed some environmental thing or whatever, like, in water, Aquaman would have some increased advantages and stuff but like yeah i think it'd be a pretty even fight in water to keep but, things um, as even as possible like we can't allow that so it's like yeah unfortunately in this situation it's like he has aquaman has a decent amount to his disposal but not anything near as much as like martian manhunter does so if i am correct and i mean this is this is me really being risky here because of this uh particular character's fan base if I'm correct, I believe the only person from the Justice League that Batman is, like, more concerned about than anyone else is Martian Manhunter. Because, yes, he knows the fire aspect works. If Martian Manhunter ever essentially goes to therapy and gets over his fear of fire, Batman's not sure he can do anything to stop him. Probably not. Because um, with Superman, he always knows... or. The line always is deep down. He's always going to be a good guy, no matter how far. So there's always a recovery there, as well as all the kryptonite Batman has. Yeah. 
But like Martian Manhunter's just like got PTSD from his planet being burnt to smithereens. So he's shit scared of fire. That's it. After that, okay, cool. Yeah. And it's not like Aquaman Mr. Fish is going to be lighting a grill up. <laughs> I don't know. It was SpongeBob did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like everyone, we, we knew when we did this the first yeah. couple of weeks, it's going to be relatively easy. Um, Maybe next bracket will include environmental stages. Yeah, yeah I mean, we can we'll pitch We'll pitch Aquaman with someone that also can fight underwater. Nemo or something. Um, so yeah, so there we go. Martian Man- Un- Manhunter has survived to the next round. Um, next week's fight, I'm actually mm-hmm. really fucking looking forward to. Oh. Cyborg. Okay. The Black Lightning. Oh. Now, Black Lightning as a character is fucking so interesting. Burn. Not just as a character, actually, but like the history of comic books surrounding him mm-hmm. and the shithousery he's caused because of his existence mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, so I, I don't know actually if you're aware. Fuck it, I know we're near the end. Of- um, there is a trope in comic books. Hmm. that black characters tend to have lightning-based powers. Okay. It's really common. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no evidence it actually comes from a racist place, which is what confuses people. Yeah. So basically what happened was, and I can't remember which companies did what in what order, but basically Black Lightning was a character run by, say, Action Comics. Mm-hmm. And DC, like kind of but not really bought the rights back in like the 70s or 80s when shit was even easier to get fucked up Mm -hmm. then after a little while there was a dispute over rights which meant one of the two couldn't use him anymore Mm -hmm. but they they still wanted to use him so they essentially just created their own exact same right and because there was now two characters who are very similar doing very well Marvel then created a couple that were similar Mm-hmm. By which point now you've got like four or five black characters in a time where there's not that many black superheroes who all have lightning based powers. So, as a result, when people were then taking inspiration from previous black characters to make new black characters, they... it, and just around yeah. and around and around. Yeah. Um, and I believe the character who started a lot of that was Black Lightning, or he was the character that was created to solve the issue with the initial rights. But he was involved in the early stages. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. in a way, he's a reason for a comic trope around a black character that's not racist. (laughs) Um, Yeah. that's his. But he's a really fucking cool character. Um, Just a little quick rundown, because fuck it. Um, He's like an Olympic-level athlete. Like, peak human form. Mm -hmm. But he has unlimited power. Unlimited power. But he has human limitation. Okay. So what that means is he can hit you. Like, he's more powerful than anybody. But he still has to sleep and eat and gets physically tired in a fight like a normal. Yeah. And he ages normally. And everything like that. That's rough. It's such a fucking cool character. It's like, what if we just gave, like, a very normal person... 
super powerful abilities, but no like secondary abilities to make their life easier. <laughs> yeah. So like the Flash when he got struck by lightning was like instantly like super shredded and like of oh, muscle <laughs> tissue grows back. So so like he works out once a year and he's jacked. And it's like no, just you still get old. You still have to go to the gym. Get fucked. Um, it's great. This is so cool. Um, but yeah, so that'll be a really interesting fight because Cyborg's another brilliant character. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's our fight next week, and then we're on to the villains after that. Ooh. Um. So obviously next week will be mainly Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Um and. Any Maybe. other crazy news that might come yeah. out? Yeah, any news that comes out, there will probably be some fan theories about Moon Knight starting to develop by then. Yeah. That we'll be able to discuss. Um, and that'll be good. And then the week after that, for people who still want to see Moon Knight, it's going to be a safe episode because we're going to have our next guest on, guest on who won't have seen it yet, mm-hmm. um, which will be fun. Um, as always, thank you for hanging out. Yeah. Um, enjoy the film if you go see it for the next episode yep and we will catch you in the next one see you next week